2: Now back to Willard and Dibs on ninety
3: five seven the game. Dibs, we call that man third and Juwan. Uh, we call that man third and Juwan. And uh, you know what? Like I got into a conversation with the boys uh, over the weekend about the best. Receiving cores in the NFL, like all three. I'm not saying the 49ers are first, but with the way Jawan Jennings plays now, you add in Ayuk and Debo, who are just different. I think they're, you know, non traditional in really good ways. Right. 49ers are in the conversation for top 5.
2: Well, you're trying I, I to trigger Howard Eskin so. because their 1-2 is greater than our 1-2. I don't want to yep. steal from you, Howard, uh, but uh I mean, uh, I would honestly mark and you got a Niner beanie on right now, so you're a little bit partial. You're doing your Homer Simpson. Right. If if you ask any any impartial observer who you're taking in the 1-2, they're taking Philly's 1-2. That's easily Thank you. Howard, you're welcome. Easily? No, hold,
3: on, hold on. a second. Hold on a second, Howard. <laughs> A.J. Brown's phenomenal. Devontae Smith is really good. Easily? Better than Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk? Debo, the Swiss Army knife of the NFL? Ayuk, 1,000-yard receiver who might be the best downfield blocker of any wide receiver? I'm not saying you're wrong, but you're wrong to use the word easily for sure.
4: Well, regardless of the percentage you might in your warped sense of thinking, uh, whatever it is, the Eagles' top two are better. And I know Kittle is better than uh, the Eagles' tight end, Dallas Goddard, but not by much. Dallas Goddard is really good. So when you put all those three together, uh, the Eagles are really good, and they're better than the 49ers. But I don't know that that's going to win the game. Uh, the 49 are they playing this weekend, the 49ers? They're, they're playing, right? They, yeah, yeah. You know what? Looking they, for the 13th are, win in a row, Howard.
3: Howard. Yeah, they they are, despite what you said to us on this show earlier. So first, let me say that on the Bud Light guest line, this is Eagles sideline reporter and friend of the show, Howard Eskin. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. I had just a quick request. I don't know if you do request, Howard, but I had a request seeing as... Uh, we do remember the first time you came on, you scoffed at the idea of the Phillies being in the World Series. Then you came on and scoffed at the idea of the 49ers being in the, in the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, before we go any further, could we get you on tape scoffing at the idea of the Warriors being in the NBA Finals and the Giants winning a World Series this summer? Could you please do that for us?
4: Okay. 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 Well, the Warriors, and I, I, I feel uh, Steve Kerr is a great coach. Uh, you got to love the players on that team, but they're cooked. They're not going any chance. I mean, are you delusional? So the Warriors are out. We we don't even have to debate that. They got no shot. N-O, capital letters. Perfect. Cut that.
3: Now give me a Giants one. Go ahead. You know what?
4: I I think they're going to rebound from last year, and they've got a chance. I'm not going to say no, but I just think there's – too many other teams that are better. So I would doubt, I would doubt that the Giants are going to the World Series. I would doubt that. The Dodgers are probably still a better team, although, you know, who knows how many years can the Dodgers keep that up? But there's better teams in the National League that I think the Giants will rebound. I do think the Giants will rebound. But outside of that, it, it's just you guys are now reaching just in case the 49ers don't get to the Super Bowl and just in case if they should by some miraculous uh, events on Sunday get there that they will lose to I think Cincinnati and so you know just just relax you can't win with the quarterbacks done a nice job and their defenses the 49ers defense is great I mean great but you know I'm not a Kyle Shanahan's a good coach But I'll never, ever, ever forgive him for what he did to Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons in that Super Bowl. What a dope! You're on the 21, kick a field goal, up by 11. And he starts with all this nonsense of passing the football, and then things just spiral from there.
2: Howard, you're better than that. that. He was the coordinator. You you can't pin that on him. This is not pin the tail on the donkey. You can't chastise the guy as a coordinator (laughs) for a blown lead. I want to know why you're so full of hubris when it comes to an Eagles team that was reeling at the end of the year. Well,
4: really, Jalen Hurts was hurt. Missed to get Gardner Minshew's a backup quarterback and a good backup quarterback. I he's a backup quarterback. So I'm not even going to get, reeling is a really strong word, but uh, wait a minute, I think pin the tail on the donkey should be on YouTube, guys. But uh, that's where I really think it should go. They weren't reeling, and the Giants game was an exhibition game where the Giants didn't play anybody. The Eagles really didn't put any of their plays out there because obviously to concern themselves with Jalen Hurts' health and let him move forward. And there was a really good chance that they would play the Giants in the playoffs, so why do you give up your plays? There was no way, in my opinion, that the Giants were going to lose to Minnesota. So, I mean, I mean, they have to think along those lines, too, that there's a good chance that they could play them. So reeling is a really... Uh, I mean, look it up in the dictionary, and your donkey is right there. Hmm.
3: Uh, Howard Askett is with us here on Willard and Dibbs right, hang on If you're going to come down Dibbs Road For the word reeling Then I'm coming down your Kyle Shanahan road Are you that much of a prisoner of the moment That you're telling me the Eagles have a coaching advantage In this game this weekend You don't think that, Howard You're too smart for that No, I think Kyle
4: Shanahan is probably the coach of the year So, uh, I'll give the advantage To the 49ers Uh, And I'll give it to him slightly. I think Nick Sirianni's done a terrific job. But it comes down to the players. Really, the coach is important, but it comes down to the players. And I think, you know, and I I know D'Amico Ryans is a terrific, terrific coach, and he's really helped that defense. But it still comes down to the players. The players got to make plays, and it comes down to turnovers. If they get Brock Purdy to be Brock Purdy, uh, then... Whoever wins the turnover battle is going to win the game. I know the Forty ers don't turn it over a lot, and the Eagles did not turn it over last week. And if they don't turn the ball over, the Eagles don't do not lose the game. Do not lose the game, and that's the way I look at it. But it comes down to the players. I mean, let's let's be honest about this. The coaches don't play. Uh, it, the players got to do their job. Be smart not make mistakes, and it's going to be a hell of a game. But I love the fact that Kyle Shanahan seems to play conservative with his quarterback, which you know, if, if it comes down to the fourth quarter, the Eagles are going to win, and it comes down to a one-score game, the Eagles are going to win the game.
2: No, he coaches to win, and they've won uh, 12 in a row. So, uh, yeah, I mean, conservative or liberal, whichever side of the aisle you want to fall on, all he's done is, yeah, I mean, is, is win football games. Howard, the, the proof is in the pudding, the Howard.
4: Whether I mean, they play the little sisters of the poor, the little brothers of the poor, or the Division three teams, that conference was a joke. Was a, your, I mean, your division was a joke. Uh, so uh, the Eagles, I mean, Dallas, I'm not a Dallas fan, but the Giants were better. Dallas was uh, was good this year, not good enough. They're never going to go. They're never going to go to the Super Bowl. I posted uh, a picture on Twitter, an illustration. Uh, who has more rings since 1997? J Lo or the Cowboys? J Lo has six. Mm. The Cowboys have zero. So I'm not. But the Cowboys are good enough when you play them. Uh, but who do you play in that division out there? It's garbage. It's garbage this year. It was well, garbage. Yeah, I mean, the, those eight straight wins is, to
2: start Philly's year over Houston and, and Detroit and, and Jacksonville, Arizona. You're right, Howard. Those are world beaters. Yeah, I, I, well, like Detroit was a good team this
4: year. People kind of slept on them a little bit. They were a good team this year, a very good
3: team. Okay. But Howard, if we're going to do go go on this on this premise. By the way, this is an actual fact. The Eagles and 49ers have the two easiest schedules in the entire NFL. Why? Cuz there aren't really any other good teams in the NFC. If I made you pick the best other team in the NFC, who would it be? And I already know what your answer is. It's the team the 49ers beat last week. And 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 who, like, the Eagles, you're, you're going to tell me the division was great after what you just said about the New York Giants? That was a nice story. Oh, that was not a good team. Wait a
4: minute. Uh, I don't think the Seattle's, Seattle was, they did a nice job this year. They're not really that they're just an average team. I mean, give me a break. Right, I'm, talking about, I'm, I'm talking, talking about Dallas. I'm talking about Dallas, Howard. But Dallas had a, I mean, they had a winning record, and they were good. They, were, they weren't they were great, but they were good. Dallas and New York are better than any of the other teams in the 49ers division. Better than them. It's that simple.
3: Right, right, but the 49ers just beat them. So, so like, that kind of takes the whole conversation. Like, what, what, who is it that the Eagles have beaten? I guess nothing is impressive until we see this game win. Isn't that right? A, A, B. Well, here's, and these things
4: I look at, Dallas played their fourth straight road game. That really was an advantage for the 49ers. And that's Dallas had two at the end and then two in the playoffs. Teams that play in the playoffs, two straight road games, are 10 and 37 since 1990. So they played their fourth straight road game. That's deadly. So I don't want to hear about all that other nonsense. Uh, 49ers are better than Dallas, but Dallas is not, they're, they're a good team. They're not anything special, but they're certainly better than Seattle. I, I, I don't want, and the Eagles, oh, the Eagles didn't play last week. Oh, because they had the best record in the yeah. NFC. Oh, because they got a bye. Oh, I get it. Uh, so, uh, it, it, well, that's that's why you play for the buy.
2: In your cute little ten and thirty-seven, uh, included in that is the 40 ers who <laughs> won back-to-back road games last year in the playoffs. So let's make sure that we footnote that on your quaint little stat, Howard. Your linebacking core is decrepit. How is that going to rear its ugly head on Sunday? it's
4: not decrepit (laughs) Kazir White has actually done a nice job T.J. Edwards has done a nice job not as good as the 49ers linebackers but they've done a very nice job Uh, and they're uh, oh wait a minute oh let me check oh this number the Eagles led the league in sacks oh did I miss did you guys miss that did you guys miss that
2: yeah, how many from the linebacking core that we were discussing in this portion well, of the interview? I am mean, sure, there's some. Yeah, but you they play don't. Doc yeah. Prescott twice a year, of course. You got a bunch. They don't of have signs. to blitz yeah.
4: with the. They don't have to send the linebackers because their their down linemen are so good.
2: Man, able to track down Taylor Heineke—that's thats an impressive feat. Well, you picked the worst team in the
4: division. You guys, are you guys that clueless? <laughs>
3: My God, Howard! Hold, hey, Howard, hey, Howard, hold, Howard, hold on! Howard, just waiting, Howard. You just wait. If a I, if I, minute. If I if I, <laughs> if I say this, hold on, because this conversation's getting out of pocket. I'm not sitting here telling you that the <laughs> Eagles give me can't beat the, the Redskins. Of course, of red. course, that. Wait a minute. Well, hold of on a course the minute. The commanders or whatever
4: their name. The, is.
3: These are the two best teams, Howard. Are you sitting here on this radio show at 10.16 a.m. Pacific time, and you're literally going to have this much cockiness to say the Niners don't even have a chance this weekend? No, I think the Niners have a very good chance.
4: Uh, No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to be delusional like you guys, but I'm not going to say that. I think the two best teams in the NFC are playing Sunday in Philadelphia. They are the two best teams in the NFC. And I don't think there's any question about that. I think it's going to be a really, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game. It's two very good teams. No, no, no. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be like you guys uh, and just be delusional. Uh, You know, I I understand the 49ers are a very good team. No question about it. I will not dispute that. You know, you can take that. And stuff that wherever you want to stuff it, but uh, they are they are a good team.
2: Uh, I think I'll, I'll choose to wad that up and throw it in the garbage can. Uh, based on uh, on previous backhanded compliments that you've you've previously served up, how much fear do you have of the Niners' run defense with your your couple of petite, quaint little running backs?
4: Well, here's the thing: if you're scared, get a dog, and I got three dogs. So I have no fear. Uh, So let's just leave it at that. I have no fear. 49ers are good. Their defense is good. They better get turnovers or they're not going to win the game. Uh, And I think the Eagles uh, understand everything. I don't believe they're going to turn the ball over. I think Jalen Hurts, better than I thought he would be at the beginning of the year, and he's done a really good job. He probably would have been the MVP if he didn't get hurt. But, okay, they're two good teams, and the 49ers have a good defense. Like it better not be close at the end of the game because I think the Eagles will win the game at that point if it's a one-score game.
3: Well, Howard, I'll give you this. Jalen Hurts, both these teams are really good at not turning the ball over, but, boy, that whole Jalen Hurts, uh, that stat, about five fumbles this year, and he's lost none of them. Mm. Boy, that doesn't feel sustainable. Well, I don't know, is zero still a zero? Yeah. You <laughs> said like five. Yeah. Uh it's it, zero. It, it is until they play the, again, yeah. It's zero in the stats. They've lost
4: zero uh fumbles that Jalen Hurts has lost.
3: So it's still zero. Yeah, that's
4: correct. Zero, yeah. And that zero. like some good bounces.
2: bounces. And the Niners, by the way, Howard, undefeated when they turn it over fewer than two times. So you'd better hope that your Eagles can get the ball out at least two times. If not, it's going to be a long, cold day back east.
4: Well, actually, it's going to be uh, kind of warm because I like that. It was cold last week. So check the weather. Uh, check the final score. Yeah. And you guys... You know, I, I just, I feel bad because it, it might ruin, if the 49ers lose, you guys will be devastated, devastated for such a long time, and you'll just hope, well, forget about the Warriors, you'll just hope ah, yeah. for the San Francisco Giants.
2: Howard, I'm still picking confetti out of my posterior from our last parade. You got four titles since 1980 as a city, so don't come at me with relative sadness.
4: Hey, I love the Giants. When, when Bochy was the manager, I loved the Giants. They were really, really a good team. But you can't deal in the past. You're like the Cowboys fans. You're like, they, oh, well, we've got five Super Bowls. Yeah, dust off the trophy, you nitwits. Uh, I mean, that's what they're doing. The rings were half the size of the Super Bowl rings now. That's how long ago it was. They will never win with Jerry Jones running that operation. And they will never win with Dak Prescott as a quarterback. Now, you guys obviously have a chance, but I don't want to hear about the past. The past is the past, all right? Uh, so, uh, I, I think the Eagles, win a, the Eagles won a Super Bowl in 2018, 2017 Man. season. So, I mean, they still think they, they have one. That, yeah, it's only been five the, years since you yeah. smelled
2: champagne in your town. That's got to be, <laughs> it still kind of wafts around.
4: Yeah, that's all right. I mean, they'll be drinking champagne on Sunday. Man, all these eagles say it.
2: You know what? I'll, I, I'll
4: I, I heard what. someone, someone said Bochy. Uh, uh,
3: uh, uh, Howard,
0: did, I, I, you said something about Bochi?
4: I love Bochi as a manager. Uh, and I hope he has success this year with his new team. Uh, but I will send you as a consolation gift a bottle of champagne for the loss uh, just so you know that we're celebrating here in Philadelphia.
3: Okay. Okay. We will accept, provided one thing: if the 49ers win, you get your butt back on this show next Monday. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, um, I might be.
4: Well, no, I won't be. It's a. It's a bye week. I'm going to the Super Bowl either way, and I'm, I'm hoping it's with the Eagles. But I'll get my my butt. Uh, and well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I would go on either way, so I can stick my foot up your butts uh, when
3: he oh, goes. Oh, well, 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 we'll decide if uh, we'll decide if that invite is going to be extended. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> Monday, book it. I don't care where you're traveling to; you can break off a phone call. Okay, I, I just I'd be happy
4: right. to do that. You know, you guys need okay. help, so I'm glad to be there to help you, everybody. I'm I'm always out to help people. Because that's who I am. Um, so I will do that for you guys.
2: You're a giver, Howard.
4: We've all uh, uh, yeah, that, we've always yeah, known yeah. that
3: about you, Howard. So thank <laughs> thank you, thank thank you for doubting the 49ers, just like you did early in the year. And, well, okay, we'll see. It just we'll know by no. Eastern
4: time. We'll know by about six thirty on Sunday, which will be three thirty your time. You know, like my math on that? Eastern.
3: Too. Eastern Eastern time gosh you poor you poor kids who have to wait all the way till three o'clock to get your game started. I feel so bad for you but uh, but hang in there uh, you'll get to the end uh, by the time uh, you have to go to bed. Thank you Howard. Just think about this. all your shows that you watch on the
4: network, we've already seen them.
2: Wow, <laughs> there's a brag. Yeah, because you get the first crack at Stephen A. Smith.
3: Right. That's got me jealous. We'll call you. Yeah, we'll call you at nine oh one tonight and ask you what Wednesday's like yeah. and place bets. Thank you, Howard. You, you got us on that one. Oh
2: boy, you don't. All right, Howard, you're the best. <laughs> Howard, it's dibs. Who got voted off Survivor? Could you tell me? I can't wait. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best.
3: Uh, we'll, call, we'll call him in the third quarter. Who won? I'm betting the live line. Uh, all right, <laughs> exactly. there he is. Uh, Howard Eskin, the road to Glendale. He's the best. He's brought to you by... The SF Sheriff's office, your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com to apply today. He is the best. He is the best. However, he's on
2: a hell of a streak. Whoever he doubts wins. Right. And it's uh, you can't win. I thought you were going to go uh you know Adrian right there from Rocky a Rocky Adrian 2 action. Yeah, Rocky 1 that's just fantastic, <laughs> but uh it's going to be a great game and I love Howard's perspective and you know the hate for Brock Purdy and the doubt for Kyle Shanahan. And I'm not going to sit here and allow anyone to slander Kyle for the 28-3 to blown lead when he was the coordinator. If you're going to do that, then let's go back to when Kyle was a quality control coach in Denver or when he was like the quarterback's assistant to the assistant in Washington. Get out of here with that. Uh,
3: Listen, he said something that, boy, it perked me up Mm. because it was like, look, I don't play for the 49 Niners. I don't. That's why we. Yeah, we can we can have fun with this. But did you hear him? And this is the quirk that it takes, apparently, weeks, if not months, if not years to get out of people's heads. He goes, if the Eagles can just make Brock Purdy Brock Purdy, then they're going to win the game. Well, hang on a second. Howie? Who's Brock Purdy? You're acting like there's a version of Brock Purdy that's actually him that we haven't even seen yet. So now we've got eight full football games of evidence. He's won all of them. Right. Yet the perception is well, slipper's not going to fit. Time to turn into a pumpkin. Time to turn you back into the plucky little seventh rounder that you are. And that, my friends, is exactly where I want the opponent's heads to be if I'm the 49ers. Perfect. Keep telling yourselves that Brock Purdy's not real, he's a late rounder, he's not actually any good. Oh, by the way, you know who else is a quarterback that people didn't see coming when he was a young buck? His name is Jalen Hurts. By the way, these two guys played in college. It was a total shootout. Went back and forth. It was a classic. Keep, I hope that the Eagles are doubting Brock Purdy and thinking he's going to turn into a pumpkin because that's exactly where the 49ers want him.
2: Well, and so far he hasn't really shown any pumpkin-like tendencies in terms of... Careless, nervous turnovers, reckless throws, lack of ball security, and all the rest of it. And maybe it all comes to a head in the NFC Championship game at at Philadelphia. And if it does, if Brock Purdy turns the ball over three times, they're not going to win the game. And that's just been the way it's gone this year with the 49ers. If you turn it over more than two times in a game, this Niner team has lost. So this past Sunday, one turnover, you won the turnover battle, you got the win. It's that simple yep uh, and i and i i mean kyle shanahan
3: has preached that all along you're absolutely right okay coming up next we got a plenty of room for your phone calls uh we haven't uh, talked to you at all yet and uh let's do it 888-957-9570 is the number you got the xfinity mobile text line you got twitch and youtube thank you to everybody who is watching and listening there we appreciate it so so much but also coming up next Have you ever seen a team's social media team do the team as dirty as Dallas did itself over the weekend? We'll get to that coming up next. This is Willard and Dibs.
2: I'm next to you. Now, back to Willard and Dibbs on 95 7 The Game.
3: We're going to walk a little bit more than 500 miles to get to uh, Philadelphia, that's for sure. Um, but let's see. Let's see. Look this is the matchup everybody's been waiting for the afc was kind of waiting for patrick mahomes and josh allen the reboot of last year's game and it's it's not going to happen and oh by the way like before we go deeper into 49ers and eagles the game everyone's been waiting for like how about joe burrow the party crasher on two fronts whenever we have a quarterback conversation in the nfl we go okay there's mahomes and allen and then we start messing around with all the other names Like, I don't know how we don't adjust that statement now, either to take Josh Allen out of that conversation or at minimum... Add one more name and make that name be Joe Burrow, who both by the way, is supposed to be on a Super Bowl loss hangover season. Right. That's what we tell these teams. When you lose the Super Bowl, you go into your hangover. Well, look at these guys. They've worked their way to being a road favorite in the AFC title game the very next year. Super impressed by what Cincinnati has done this year.
2: But he was on a Super Bowl hangover, and you look at the way they started the season, he was terrible. They were terrible. They lost to Pittsburgh at And then they lost at Dallas 0-2, and that's when everyone was saying, oh, yeah, Cincinnati, Super Bowl hangover. Well, since that time, they wrapped up the regular year winning 12 of their final 14, and then they've come out in the postseason and gotten it done with back-to-back wins. So 14 of 16 for Cincinnati, including 10 in a row. The only team hotter is the team upon whom you have adorned on your beanie, your San Francisco 49ers. By the way, it's uh, 2,917 miles. Uh, It's more than 500 miles from Santa Clara to Philadelphia.
4: Okay,
1: picture this. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend
3: today. So it's like four proclaimers. Yes. Uh, it's actually it's five proclaimers. proclaimers time four. Or even uh, six, five yeah. five proclaimers. Yeah, and whatever. If you and I want to drive many, out there?
2: it's a forty three hour drive. So uh okay. you know, I'm we, up, yeah. Let's go. We drive ten hours a day. We leave tomorrow after the show, we'll be there in time for kick.
3: Uh, by the way, thank you for noticing the beanie. I know you're the beanie guy on this show. I'm not the beanie guy. I'm the baseball cap guy on this show. But this was a gift from my daughter. Uh, she just got this for me. And so you know what it's like when your kids give you a gift. Um, I'm sorry. I'm probably wearing this now for the rest of my life. Yeah. I don't even care. when it's can be 85 degrees out. I'm wearing a beanie because my daughter got me this beanie. So don't talk about my beanie because this is my daughter's beanie. No, okay. I,
2: I love the beanie. And uh, also it should be said Happy birthday to you, Mark Willard. I don't know if we've properly uh, given you your just dessert. And I guess you're one of those, uh, we don't talk about my birthday guys. Kyle and I actually are a great producer. <laughs> we share a birthday. Uh, it's in August. And by the way, we're both going to let you know far enough in advance of, of when it's coming up. But Can you give him another beer? Seriously, would you have a truly uh-huh. happy birthday, Mark Willard. <laughs> Today's your day. I Yeah, I appreciate
3: you, you, brother. I'm not trying to hide it. I'm not one of these like, oh gosh, oh no, another year on the calendar. Like I am getting, I'm getting old. Yes, the 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 kids did point out yesterday. Hey, Dad, two years, you're gonna be fifty. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I got that. But you know what? Outside that's right but two years is also a long time so uh so we're not there yet um i appreciate it man i i I appreciate it very much it's not that i'm trying to hide it but i just try to save um the attention to when I do something that maybe other people haven't all done, like we've all got one, yeah. right? We're all here, so we've all got a birthday, and so sure, we'll we'll tip one later. We'll get some food. I get that, yeah. Um, I I got a new beanie, and and cool. Okay. Now 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 you know now Niners and Eagles.
2: I get it, but you know there's 365 of these babies, uh, 366 depending on the year, and there's only one day out of that year where. It should be and could be solely about you. It doesn't mean it has to be about you start to finish, but this is a day where you and many others, I'm sure hundreds of thousands of others, are celebrating their birthday. My brother Doug has his birthday tomorrow. That'll be a day where I call Doug for sure and wish him a happy birthday. But for today, it's your day, so bask in it.
3: No, well, I appreciate that. It's also Atlee Hammaker's
2: birthday uh, nice. of all the Bay Area
3: athletes. Yeah, I do know that he and I share a birthday. So happy birthday, Atlee Hamaker. And then also what my birthday is known around my house is the pregame show for my son's birthday because his birthday is on Thursday. And so I'm going to do the same thing I always do on my birthday, and that is go shop for my son's birthday.
2: Yeah, and it makes perfect sense because uh, ultimately, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if it's the little one or the big one, but either way, neither one of them. It's is. the big one. Yeah,
3: and th- the big one. It's the Sweet Sixteen oh, for it's Abe a huge on Thursday. One.
2: Yeah, so that you, it's you a big one. That's right. Yeah, you definitely have to load <laughs> up uh, for your boy. Uh, other birthdays today, by the way, Ed Helms from uh, The Hangover oh. and also from The Office. He's just a year older a l- than you. Uh, he turned forty-nine love Ed Helms today. Yeah. And I'm looking at uh, other birthdays through history. Yeah, what else we got? Uh, Well, here's one you're not gonna like, and I I hate to. uh, Uh Oh, who is it? If I say NFL head coach over celebrating, who would you? Who would you think of? Oh gosh, is Sean McVay's birthday today? McVay, ladies and
3: gentlemen. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me guess. Let me guess. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I bet Sean McVay today is turning nineteen. Is today his nineteenth
2: birthday? <laughs> I thought you were going to go younger. What? How old? Yeah. How old is Sean? Uh, you were close. Six, yeah. A uh, thirty-seven. Sean McVay, thirty-seven today.
3: <laughs> oh he, they're adorable at that age. Uh, thirty-seven years old. Happy birthday, Sean yeah, McVay. Good for you.
2: To close the uh, the circle on what the morning roast was talking about today, they were talking about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, as a show that mm. they both grew up with. They actually both sang the theme song, which was pretty fun. But uh, Tatiana Ali, who played the younger sister, it's her birthday today as uh, well. She turned I thought 44.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me that it was Will Smith's birthday. No. And I was going to no. tell you to keep my actor's exactly. name out your mouth is what I was going to tell you to do. But, also, uh, uh, but, okay, yeah, no. The great <laughs>
2: Michigan running back, uh, Tishmonga Biakabatuka Turns forty nine today, so there you go. But that's not actually his
3: birthday. You just wanted to say that name that's, is my guess.
2: It's actually his birthday. Right. It's listed Okay. Up, it's All listed right. on the, this website as Tim, but I know that his real first name is Tishmonga. Tim.
3: Yeah. Bianca Batuka, exactly. or something. So there you like, go. Back, anyway,
2: anyway,
3: happy, right. yeah, happy birthday. Um, it's enough of that. I appreciate it. <laughs> happy birthday. Have a beer. <laughs> you want to have a beer? <laughs> all right, anyway, uh, we are talking NFC title game. Uh, Eagles sideline reporter Howard Eskin joined us earlier. He yelled at us. We yelled at him. We won. He left. You can go back and hear the whole thing on the free Odyssey app. A reminder that all guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Okay, can I I get to this for a sec? I was like, wait a minute here. I can't believe you guys did this. I understand that the whole national thing coming out of the the Cowboys 49ers game was less about crediting the 49ers and more about making fun of the Cowboys and specifically Dak Prescott. And I get it. You're a big brand, you haven't been to a Super Bowl since 1995, you're making $45 million, you got outplayed by Mr. Irrelevant. I understand all the things that make people want to look at last weekend's game and point and laugh, ha ha, Dallas Cowboys, wait till another year, and they've been eliminated by the 49ers two years in a row. They're under their thumb, there's no question, and their whole organization is now in a really tough spot tony pollard's a free agent zeke looks cooked doc looks like he's just not quite good enough to get you there and and so you've you've put money in all the wrong places micah parsons is coming up for the deal they're in a really really tough spot however who is writing the cowboys social media feed or more importantly who's telling the Cowboys' social media employees to write what they write There were a few tweets that came out after the game, one in particular that got everybody's eyebrows up. Quote, Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers. In a matchup, the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. Hashtag Dow versus SF. Hashtag Dallas Cowboys. Are you kidding me? Those are facts. Are you like? Find the lie. No, they're not. They're Did find not the lie. The Here's away? the lie. Twice. Self-inflicted wounds. So wait a minute. The 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 person who's doing the intercepting didn't have anything to do with the interception.
2: Um, you you you're going to well two really pin really, really bad throws the the throw uh, that uh, Jimmy Ward baits him into it. Fred Warner had coverage on the play Ward the deflection Warner the pick self-inflicted wounds and then the other pick that okay. uh that Demo was able to slide in on again not a great throw poor decision no I think I, that those are factual I, I, tweets did, did you guys read the post I'm not I, Yeah I'm looking at it right now Did I read yeah, I'm looking at posted it. The, 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 the article that came with that post, here's how it ends. What came thereafter was a gadget play that achieved nothing. And as special as the regular season was and postseason might have been, that's exactly what the Cowboys walk into the offseason with. Nothing. Well, unless you count <laughs> the mountain of questions, they must immediately begin to answer in hopes of figuring out how to finally get over what is now a 28-year hump. That's the team website! It, it, it,
3: Exactly.
2: Yeah, like Patrick it feels Walker, to me like you guys
3: rep- are looking a reporter on the scene. Thank you. You're looking at this like in a little bit of a maybe too black and white factual way. Like, you're saying find the lie. I'm not really talking about whether or not it's a lie. I'm talking about a social media team that decided to just go straight to shots fired because you lost a game you were supposed to lose on the road in the playoffs (laughs) to a better team. Who does that? Was this Jerry Jones? Did he type this up and call the social media people and say, this is what I, I want you to say? Like, I I've never watched a team drag their supposed star through the mud after you lose a game that you were supposed to lose. Well, he's the
2: supposed star, but the feeling that you get from anybody you talk to connected to Dallas, he is a reluctant supposed star. Nobody wants Dak Prescott to still be the quarterback of the Cowboys, including, wait for it, Dak Prescott. But because he's under contract at such a massive number, there's really nothing that they can do in terms of Dak Prescott. Cowboys would love for Dak Prescott to be as good as he was those first five or six starts his rookie year, but he just has never been that player. He hasn't gotten better. He's never been elite. And here you are again, losing to your non-divisional rival for a second straight year in the playoffs. and. It wasn't totally Dak's fault for losing. You could look at the Tony Pollard injury, but what this article talks about is two interceptions that led to six points in a game you lost by seven points, and if Brett Maher doesn't get his PAT blocked, then you're only down by six points, and so you could do the math, the transitive property, and say that if it wasn't for these two picks, it would have been a tie game. We're going to overtime.
3: Which is a ridiculous thought because the Cowboys got points off of a Ray-Ray McLeod fumble on a punt. Like, if that's the way people's brains work, let me just tell you, you're going to be mad every time your team ever loses because you're walking around in life with this idea that your team is never supposed to lose. That's not how it works. You're the underdog in this game. You came in here. If you want to do that after a game and spotlight everything that went wrong and go, you know, if none of those things would have happened, We would have won. Well, the other team would be like, well, we had plays go wrong, too. Like, the 49ers had a bunch of things go wrong. They fumbled in the red zone or in the high red zone. Um, Their quarterback... Um, had a, no touchdown passes, had a much harder, That was his hardest game for sure. I Listen, I'm not telling you Dak Prescott looked good in this game. I've long time now put him on that list of quarterbacks in the NFL where a team kind of has to pay him, even though you probably shouldn't want to because that quarterback is good, but not great, not good enough to get to a Super Bowl. It's Dak, it's Kyler Murray, it's Kirk Cousins, it was Derek Carr. It, 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 it might well be Jimmy Garland. Garoppolo. That's the list. And Dak's been on it the whole time. So I'm not a huge Dak fan, but man, if I was the quarterback of a football team, and this is the way my social media team is, is dragging me through the mud in a team loss on the road to a better team, I, I'm sorry. Like, that's that's... That is an inaccurate way to approach looking at this game. That is Dallas star glasses on whoever wrote that.
2: Well, it's actually, when you read the entire piece, you can see the decks quoted in it, and the piece kind of supports the whole premise of those two turnovers leading to six points in a game that was that close. And they also have an article up, uh, five things that, really may have turned the game. And they talk about the uh, third and Jawan catch that set up uh, more points for the Niners. The Cowboys not capitalizing on the fumble that you just talked about from Ray Ray. The Trevon Diggs dropped interception where Brock Purdy had the one throw where... You know, they the Cowboys should have had it and taken it away. Did, did and, and, Dre
3: Greenlaw did Greenlaw not drop a pick six? Did that not did I did, did that not happen? I'm
2: just reading from the Cowboys uh, piece. You know, we're talking about all the other social media that Dallas put out there, included in which is a piece that talked about the five plays. That turned the game, the Pollard injury, and uh, Purdy to Kittle, and the big, uh, the juggling play that helped to keep that drive alive. It's what you do when your team loses. You find a way to pick through, you do the autopsy of it, and just looking at the tweet that you're referencing, I don't necessarily think that that's out of bounds. It certainly isn't a team-friendly tweet.
3: Yeah. No. Yeah, I I just think it's a it's a ridiculous way to look at football because it is eliminating credit to the other team ever. That's why it offends me. It's not on behalf of Dak. Look at the previous tweet. Plays that might get forgotten include Tony Pollard's game-changing injury and a dropped interception by Trevon Diggs. Right. There's that one. There's Mike McCarthy um, and, and, and talking about the opportunity that they missed. It's like the whole lens of this entire game is, well, the Cowboys were way better and they screwed it up, which is like not what happened at all. You don't think that's what happened, do you?
2: No, of course not. But I don't think, like, if you look at the Eagles-Giants game, I don't think you're going to look at the Giants' Twitter feed and say, five plays that kept us from winning. You got your (laughs) ass kicked from stem (laughs) to stern. That game was an absolute blowout. So if you're looking at this game through a Dallas Cowboy fan lens, and if you're one of the people who smashed their TV with their fist, I don't know if you saw those posts, the the social media posts of, idiotic cowboy (laughs) fan so your team loses and you're gonna punch your tv uh you're not that bright in my opinion If, if that's gonna be the way you're gonna process a loss I, I'm with you.
3: By the way, quick aside, in terms of watching people on social media watch on TV, did you catch the people who hit that four-pick parlay when Dalton Schultz got the touchdown? Uh, there was the four-pick parlay of which individual player would score the first touchdown in each of the four games over the weekend. And I forget how much somebody put on it. I feel like they put $5, 10 on it, and they won 72000 Wow! when Dalton Schultz went into the end zone the celebration in the living room when schultz got that touchdown pass was uh i don't care who you root for it was pretty fun to watch so
2: first it was a first touchdown per four games parlay and most of those are gonna be got all of them right it's incredible those are usually like eight to one or higher especially if you had dalton schultz he had to probably be like 12 to one
3: that's awesome absolutely so yeah, now, here's the other thing, though, about pointing at Dak Prescott and his money uh, like so many people have. Uh, I wonder if 49er fans know this, and and I, I'll share something uh, from the Sunday show that Ephraim Blom really wanted to highlight, and what he said was, look, I get that they're this weekend, and the 49ers have a chance, like the other three teams do, to get a couple wins and win a Super Bowl, and that's true, but there's a bigger issue or a longer-term issue that's going on as well and he goes do you realize speaking of the word opportunity the opportunity that the 49ers have to essentially run this league for the next couple years at least because of the amount of money they will now pay at the quarterback position like that's stunning for brock purdy while not perfect over the weekend $700,000 $700,000 outplays $45 million. And Dibs, you've talked about this over the last couple of weeks. This is football. There's nothing anybody can do to renegotiate this contract. He will go from seven hundred dollars to eight hundred dollars right. next year. And the year after that, he will go all the way up to $900,000. And the year after that, he will go to 1.1 million dollars the opportunity that now exists for the 49ers to keep McCaffrey and do the IU deal and 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 handle Bosa's deal and all of those things i mean they've got a huge edge on the rest of the league now because of this
2: no doubt and you just look at the Cowboys and uh, Dak's big number kicks in next year this year he only made 1.6 His signing was 13.2 with a restructuring of about 4.9. He only made about 19.7 this year. But if you're Dak, you're sitting back and you look at Twitter and you see the Cowboys post and you just lean back and you laugh in your Scrooge McDuck vault because next year his base mark is 31. His signing is 13.2. His restructuring is 4.9. The cap hit next year for Dak is 49.1 million and after next year, if the Cowboys at that point say, you know what, Dak, we're done with you. You're done with us. It's a $39.9 million cap hit after next damn. year. So even if they want to go ahead and eat the rest of Dak's deal, it's going to hurt you to the tune of damn near $40 million. And, you know, you and I had this conversation right when Brock Purdy was starting to flash. They're in a great spot For next year, you're going to have two quarterbacks, you're going to have insurance for Brock Purdy in Trey Lance, and you don't have to worry about Trey Lance and his deal for a couple more years. You really have two more years with Brock and Trey making peanuts, and you can just stack everything around him. You're going to be good based on cap room alone for the next couple of years. The Road to
3: Glendale is brought to you by Merrow west Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. By the way, since you used uh, one of our favorites, cap hit mm. and the dead cap money, this is really fun. Uh, and I wonder if, you, if you'd like to guess. In 2025, let's say something has gone terribly wrong with Brock Purdy and the 49ers will have to get out from underneath that deal. Do you have any guess what the dead cap figure will be for Brock Purdy in 2025?
2: Purdy's dead cap hit in 2025. I think it's like $15,000.
3: <laughs> That's a pretty good guess. It's pretty small. Ladies and gentlemen, The dead dead cap number for Brock Purdy in 2025, $19,252. We'll see oh if the 49ers God. are able to able to look under the seats in the 300 level oh my and God. scrounge that together. $19,252. What is that? Three tickets to the game? I, I, I mean, uh, maybe Holy
2: too. smokes! Joe uh, Butcherboy was saying tickets were going for nine grand in his section. I think that he said nine grand. Might have been nine hundred. I'm not sure. Prices were just obscene for that game on Sunday.
3: Well, and, and I've heard that this NFC title game in Philadelphia, uh, right now at least, I know we're a few days and maybe prices will change, but they're saying it is the highest average ticket price on record for a Championship Sunday NFC game in history right now. Yeah, that's what you get when you get one versus two and the matchup. That, and I know Philadelphia fans want Dallas because it's their rival, But this is the deal now. These are the two teams that everybody wanted to see play. And that's what we're getting. And so whoever earns their way to Glendale, we can use that word. They're going to earn it. Because as much fun as we have with Howard Askin, bottom line is... This one's going to be hard. I, I could absolutely see either team uh, winning this game. We'll get more into it, some of the, uh, the details, the situation the 49ers are in. There is one aspect of the matchup that I really like in the 49ers' favor. We can get to that coming up next. We'd love to get your phone calls at 888-957-9570. Also, Willard & Dibbs is sponsored by Calhope.org. Much more coming up on 95.7 The Game.